Welcome to Talking in Stations. This is Matterall. It's uh, May 4th. No, March 4th. It's not, it's not uh, what is it? May the 4th be with you yet. It's March 4th. And uh, today we're going to pick up kind of where we left off yesterday and talk a little bit about mining in EVE Online. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll go back to that topic since we left a lot on the table. I want to introduce again uh, our friend Nick Bison. How are you doing, Nick? Good evening. Doing well, thank you. Good. And uh, joining us is uh, also uh, a miner, um, I guess a master miner, is uh, Astrea Khan, or Khan, right? Yeah, Khan's just fine. And uh, good evening, everybody. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Uh, let's get to know you a little bit, Khan. Tell us about your background. Um, well, just a quick breakdown um i've done faction warfare for pretty much the majority of my Eve career um started the game back in late 2008 um joined up with the militia back in probably 2009 um ever since then i've kind of been in the faction warfare type of area um did that for a little bit and then probably in 2000 late 2010 I kind of started getting into LP missions and producing ships. And from there, I kind of slowly got more into mining. Um, just fast forwarding to, you know, four years ago, um, I left Faction Warfare due to uh, boredom, mostly. And I got into mining. And then from there, I joined a group of, um, you know, alts from the militia and other miners in a system called Demolin. And from there, we kind of grew a small collection of miners building um you know moon infrastructures and then from there i kind of got my pathway into mining um from my faction warfare days i already had a couple of alts that i was using for producing ships farming lp missions with and just you know rudimentary stuff um and then from there i took those alts kind of into low sec mining um and then you know high sec mining Fast forwarding, trying to give you a quick TLDR, uh, fast forwarding into, you know, when moon mining was amazing, I had um, basically <laughs> took my small collection of characters um, and just figured out ways to just not only um, get the most bank from my buck. Oops, did I, uh, did I accidentally mute you or something? No, 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 oh. sorry. I, I think my mic went off a little bit. Uh, but basically, I just used the income that I had gained from the moon mining created alts um which kind of expanded my income um i've done everything in high sec from ice mining now um with roaming from system to system to low sec mining i recently just got into null sec mining now i'm just kind of um more or less just a guy that likes to uh support my allies either with production or isk yeah you're what's the group you're with now is it called dam fam or something yeah, it's called Damfam. Yeah, what's that? What's that mean? It's a uh, Damelin family or Damfam. It's a play on um, you know, Panda Fam, Panfam or whatever, but we just put Dam and put, you know, it's it's a, it's a silly name, but yeah. <laughs> but it it started as a um uh industry wing for Ushrakan. Um and then we kind of just grew into our own deal, our own thing. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up your name because you have different names. Uh so why don't you actually just type it to me so I stop guessing so I can bring up your portrait. Uh, yeah, I got you on. Yeah, well, I think it's really cool that um, you went into Faction War and, and now that you're doing mining, 
because you're trying different things. You're still attached to faction war. So you do a lot of mining for your faction, Minmatar space. Yeah, exactly. I've I've done things from my biggest project was um back when Ushra Khan was first uh, going to get into Nullsec, I um basically funded all the structures and it ended up being thirty billion raised by wow. me in one month. And that was all strictly this is after the moon mining changes that took an effect, so I couldn't obviously take advantage of that, but it was all from ice mining. So I would I remember actually when I was doing it, um I would wake up early in the day and then I would uh this is pretty oppressive, but I would take my fourteen orcas and I would just roam system to system, compress the ice, and then whenever I got full of ice I would just take it somewhere and sell it. Could the orca compress ice? Or how'd you compress it? Well, the stations, usually oh. in uh, the systems that actually had ice, there was already, um, you know, citadels that could do reprocessing. So I would just compress them there and then I would just take them with me to the next system. That's wild. 14 orcas. You were multi-boxing 14 orcas. This is before orcas were in style? No, this is around the time they were still in style. Well, how long ago? Was, that the, when did they come into style uh, again recently? Well, um, I had started to take a note of them when moon mining was very popular, when you still had the Arcanor and the Crockite rocks. Um, they were good because you had like massive amounts of uh, M3, but you know, you, you, you when you're doing that, you don't really want to sit there and mine all day. So you would, my thinking was I would just get a whole bunch, just sit there instead of like get a whole bunch of mining barges and just drop cans and risk it and them stolen and stuff yeah it's awesome all right i got your portrait up uh kind of intimidating for a miner <laughs> uh, one of my favorite things that pvpers say to miners is whoa miner has anybody ever said that to you whoa miner no yeah, i don't, whoa don't there, think I've heard that. no mm -mm. <laughs> i've heard that somewhere anyway um so tell us about uh like low sec and what it's like to mine there now maybe even in contrast to what it might have been uh a, you know a while ago low sec's dangerous <laughs> i mean right now i've uh i've kind of stopped as uh i've kind of stopped mining in low sec as much because there's a lot of groups that are just looking to hot drop you whenever they get the chance um but the money's isn't, there uh, sorry isn't domelin uh Demelin low sec am i mistaken Demolin's 0.5. Oh, it's right on the verge. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's right next to uh, Olfheim and Bossberger. Where it's right next to Olfheim and Bossberger, which is kind of like the systems that I mostly mine in. Yeah, it's uh, Demolin, 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 D-E-M? Yeah, if you type in D-A-M, it should Damn, pop up right? for you. Mm -hmm. Everybody says no. I'll find it. I know where it is on the map. Actually, I lied. It's in uh, Metropolis, right? Um, Hematar. Should be in Hematar, yeah. Yeah, you're right here near Amamaki, I think. Mm hmm Just a few jumps. There it is. Damn. D-A-M-M. -M. Ah, that's where I went wrong. Damn fam in Damelin. What is the big deal with uh, Minmatar space? Why is there so much... Uh, a lot of attention more so than i think ever something's going on in minmatar space what is it i honestly couldn't tell you man um 
uh, I don't know why people are maybe because it's just it's so cheap to buy stuff out here still, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you can you can basically get everything from Rins, um, pretty cheap, you know. Whenever I sell out there, things are just getting things are getting just bought up real fast. So they could just maybe the prices. Well, there's something about let's actually look at belts since that's more interesting here. Downline twelve belts, yeah. Uh, Renz was always cheaper. Like Amara was always more expensive than Gita, and and Renz was always cheaper than Gita. I never could figure that out. <laughs> I guess uh, I think it might have been um, Renz being Hamatar is actually closer to um, drones. So maybe drones were dumping stuff on Renz. Uh, it doesn't make much sense, but that was the only thing I could think of. But... Well, I mean, Renz was dead for a while. Um, I think now, actually, after the whole Poshman thing is when we really started to see people start moving back there. Heck was always where you wanted to do all your trading at. Yeah, I'm thinking, I guess, even further back than before Heck was a competitor to Renz. Uh, but you're right. Heck actually took that spot. Heck and Renz together equaled Dodixie as far as transactions in the market. Um, but Renz was dead. Uh really died around 2011 or 12. It was pretty early. And you're saying now that it Renz has kind of made a comeback? Yeah, most definitely. Um, with, uh, well, there's um, five large uh, mining blocks in the Abudan, a la carte. That's weird system. It's right next to Damlin. And Damlin, uh, Damfam, we actually have uh, two or three corporations that live there, and we're all basically just selling in Renz or selling amongst each other. So, you know, between all these corporations that are mining ice and mining um, the belt ore plus the low sick ore, and now that we're also jumping null sick ore to high sick, Renz is kind of becoming a little bit more competitive. Oh man, it's good to hear. All right, so you don't so you don't mine in low sec. I do, I do. Okay, you just don't do it as much as you do high sec. I um, don't do low sec primarily anymore. For a while, I was. Um, you know, I was running around with warp core stabilizer, procures or coveters or whatever, just trying to run from pirates. Um, but it's gotten to the point where it's kind of a little bit too tedious to mine down there, and you can do easier activities and not have to worry about the the extra stress. I guess is what I'm just trying to say. So I do yeah. it. If there's a need to, but if there's not, then I would look for other ways to make money. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, okay, scarcity. Well, first of all, Nick, uh, have you been uh, to Minimitar Space at all? Done anything around there? Yeah, actually, years ago, I lived down there. Um, <clears throat> actually, it was in Derelict is where I was at. And had a mining, we had a core had a mining camp down there. It was when the ores were still separated out by Empire. Uh, we would head down there for a week at a shot. Yeah, let's have a closer look at Mimitar Space since we're talking about it. Uh, so you were derelict down here. That's actually Amatar Space. Interesting. That's right. Forget about that. And yeah, yeah, we were we were hanging out. Uh, oh, I believe it was Jazza or. J-A-I-Z something uh, was the system we were hanging out in. It was two away from an ice belt, actually two away from two ice belts. So we could, you know, 
do a little ore, do a little ice, whatever tickled our fancy at the time. Yeah. Well, probably back then ice was uh, a real good thing to mine because it was infinite, unlike asteroid belts would disappear after a while. Uh, but that changed uh, a little while ago. Uh, okay, so let's go back to... All right, so tell us how you mine, like, uh, Khan. What are... So, you know, what are some tips for beginners? Obviously, you're not a beginner. You, If you can run eight orcas at the same time, or uh, I'm sure you've done all kinds of different combinations and stuff. Um, what would you say to somebody who is interested in, in getting involved with mining? Maybe not a new player, but somebody who wants to like dabble into it since minerals are so expensive right now. Like some people might be looking at it as like a, a side gig or something. I have a weird perspective on mining. Um, what I would tell somebody to focus on is do something that you'll do and you won't burn out. And usually seven times out of 10, if you're in high, you would want to probably stick with uh, moon orders, moon orders. Oh, excuse me. I can't talk today um, because the, because the yield's so high, you don't have to worry about having to move around belts as often. Um, and since the rock is also big, you can just put some um, mining drones on there and you can just kind of just chill back and enjoy it. Instead of making it like a work type of thing, you can do this activity that will definitely get you some money on top of that, especially if you go after a uh, moon ore that has the glistening, the glistening, I think this footed as whatever it is, um, ores, which are actually pretty profitable if you can find somebody to reprocess for you but you know as far as an activity goes i would recommend doing that versus belt ore because belt ore it's tedious you have to retarget everything you have to move around the belts as much and all that jazz and if you do that as a solo miner it can kind of unless you're mining with somebody who can pick up your ore it can become very tedious and you will burn out um, so whenever I would recommend something to somebody, I would say, do it so that you can continuously do it and not want to bang your head on the keyboard. <laughs> right. And all those little seconds of, um, switching meteors or asteroids and switching, uh, every little time you have to interact with, uh, the ship is time wasted, I imagine. And that just kind of starts to work on your productivity. Right. That's definitely a individual style. Um, you know, I'm kind of on the opposite end of that where I'll run, I mean, I have multiple Orca, you know, perfect booster accounts, but when I go out and belt mine, it's one Orca and four Mackinaws because I enjoy the interaction. It doesn't, for my particular play style, that's fun. So, yeah, different folks find it different ways. Right. You were saying yesterday you actually liked mining, the act of mining and everything. Yeah, that scares yeah. some people. <laughs> uh, yeah. I have a question from the audience here. And if you guys have questions, go ahead and put them in chat. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Question is from Mick Beggar. Uh, ask him what he thinks of the using expedition frigates in low sec. Have you ever done that? I have not myself. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're perfect for that type of work. Um, they're fast. You know, they have a big enough cargo space for you to obviously do what you need to do and they're nimble. Um, but 
no ship is 100% safe, so you can have an expedition frigate, but if you don't know how to use your D-scan, it doesn't really do you any good, but I recommend it if you want to go down that route. Yeah, what do you mean uh, by D-scan? You have to see what's around you and get out as soon as you see something going on? Yes, I mean, D-scan is important in low sex. If, like, if anything pops up um, and you're not watching your D-scan, it's probably already too late for you to get out. All it takes is somebody just to Warp in and drop a sign on you're already caught. Which is another thing. Warp core stabilizers. A lot of people make fun of people using them. <laughs> but they'll save your butt out there. Um, I recommend using that over mining upgrades and all that stuff. You don't really need too many. Um, but if you put enough on, it could save your butt. The only downfall, of course, is your CPU is also your range. So you also got to kind of make sure that you're getting close enough to the asteroid, but not close enough to where you're bumping so you can't align out. It's a little... You kind of have to thread that needle, right? So the uh, stabs or uh, warp core stabilizers, they're called stabs. Those are the nicknames. Those things uh, can prevent you from being uh, tackled, basically. And uh, for each stab that you put on, it's considered one point. And uh, you get into a point system with the people who are tackling you. Sometimes they tackle you with one point. Sometimes they tackle you with two points. Sometimes you get two people tackle, tackling you with uh, two points or three points. So it's just a it's a game. But the most any one person can tackle you with, if they're not specialized, I think a hit can do more, is two points. And they have to be really close to you to do that. So what normally a tackler will do is use a one-point scram or d disruptor and get you from a range. Uh, so normally if you put on a stab, you equal his point and that makes uh, i think the tie goes to the defender so you get to uh you get to leave he's not going to tackle you because it's a one versus one defender wins uh if he's close to you and puts two points on you you're going to lose that so what normally people do that want to get away is they put two stabs on sometimes three in case if you want to be really cautious uh so two or three stabs and you're good uh, but what that does because the stab has um has drawbacks and the drawback is that your range is cut down dramatically. So you'd have to get closer to the target that you want to use or want to shoot. And, uh, and so that's kind of a choice in gameplay. You're either going to be able to escape, but you have to get in really close to whoever you're shooting, or you're going to be able to shoot at range, but not be able to escape. That's the choice you have to make with the st stabs basically. And so this is a funny point that if you get too close to an asteroid, because you have to, you have too many stabs on, then uh, you might bump into it on your way out and actually get caught that way. Kind of funny. And I'm not making fun of anybody. I've actually done that three times when I haven't been paying attention. So that's why <laughs> I'm part of that. that it's like bumping on the asteroid and there's uh, black ops coming in. It's actually pretty it's the most. It's the most astonishing feeling of like, wait a minute, why isn't this working? This game's broken. Why am I getting, why am I not getting out? And it turns out you're bumping into something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, multi-boxing, that's gotta be a challenge. Uh, you're doing a ton of orcas. Um, do you do other kinds of uh, ships, or is it mostly just orcas? I don't actually use orcas anymore. Um, I was doing it mostly for the value of the moons, but since they're kind of... Um, well, I'll do it for ice, but if I'm doing like any belt mining, I'll use coveters usually. Um, luckily, in my area, there isn't too many gankers, so I don't have to really be cautious about fitting 
now that I'm probably saying that, I'm probably going to have to look over my shoulder. Um, But, yeah, you know, Covetous um, with uh, uh, mining upgrades and a little bit of tank in the mid slots. Um, And I I don't – see, my thing is I try to – so I'll probably bring, like, one booster in the Russian barges, and I'll just warp back and forth to the Citadel, and I'll just bookmark my um, spots. And I'll just do it that way usually. Because you can warp to a citadel and you can obviously deposit the ore in there so you don't have to worry. When you're a multi-boxer, at least for my the way I do it, I don't like to work too hard. And whenever you're having a open fleet hanger drop um, ore into that fleet hanger and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and then after you completely clear and you go to the next belt, you have to reset up everything. So it becomes kind of tedious whenever you're doing like eight asteroids a day. So I try to cut down as much of the unnecessary work as possible. All right, here's a question for both you guys from uh, Varag101 question. How would you guys feel if CCP delete excavators when and if they make changes to the Rorkel? I don't use them. For me personally, um, I, I would be much in favor of that. I never thought the Rorke nor the Orca should be mining platforms. They were designed as industrial command ships to run the fleet, boost the fleet, and care and carried the ore. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't, and I'm one of those guys that after the Rourke changes, you know, I, I was out there in four Rourkes tearing it up because I could prior to that, I was one of the two Rourke pilots in the Alliance that had perfect boosts. So they would, we would organize mining fleets around the availability of Rourke pilots. I think if we're comparing the orcas and the rokes, 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 and the I can't talk, I swear, in the same category to where they shouldn't be able to mine, um, at least from the orcas' perspective, I think that's good because orcas themselves are kind of very oppressive. And as far as the uh, investment that you get, how long how long they usually live, um, as long as you're not getting killed by rats, you usually can make that money back up 10, 15 times fold. But I do think that CCP needs to address the reasons why people use orcas. Usually because um, it's because, you know, the other cover, the other mining barges, um, as far as tank goes, they're not, um, they're not very reliable in the sense to where you can usually survive a gank um, reliably. So basically what I'm just trying to say, I'm just kind of jambling, is I think CCP needs to look to the reasons why people use them and either fix the mechanics behind that or actually buff the other ships to make it to people to where people would feel comfortable using them. And another conversation too is, you know, when you look at the price of a mining barge, a fully fitted mining barge is almost the cost of a battle cruiser, but yet it almost has the tank of a destroyer. You know, those, that, those are just things that I feel like me personally, CCP would need to, not they don't need to do it, but I feel like as a, a gameplay balance, I, I feel like they should address those things. And not also do that, but they should also change the Orca to be what it should be, which is, you know, um, a mobile command unit, you know, basically healing the ships, boosting the ships and hauling the ore. Yeah, protecting the fleet. Uh, right. Being the mothership to those uh, skiffs that are out there doing the mining uh, should have been their role. I got switched uh, a while ago. We won't talk about that right now. We'll talk about it many times, but um, let me take you guys back. I have a question of my own because I got 
um, somebody said Roke, not or uh, Rorqual, not Roke, which is kind of funny. These are two different ships. The Roke is actually a battleship, and the uh, Rorqual is the capital mining command ship. So that took me back to early on in EVE when battleships used to be the favored miners. Did you guys ever use battleships to mine? I personally did not have it, but I did have <clears throat> Corpmate. Uh, this was like 2007, rolled out there. He finally got into battleships, and he came out with, you know, a rope, you know, all set up for it. And I swear to God, he was dragging ore every six to eight seconds into a can because it would, you know, cargo hold small when you're running, you know, six mining lasers. I never used a battleship, but I did try haulers at one time. I would, uh, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, one of those little small lasers and just go AFK. You're master AFK. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did that too, actually. When my, my first, my, I thought I was so smart when I started this game, right? You know, you, you come into the game and you're an adult and you're smart and you're going to master this really quickly. And so my first mistake was I need a mine and want to mine with more lasers, a destroyer has more high slots. I'll put a bunch of mining lasers on a destroyer. So I did it. And as soon as I aimed them all at one asteroid and I hit, you know, F1, F2, F3 to activate all those lasers, my capacitor went to zero and everything turned off. And I thought, okay, not a good idea. So then I thought, all right, I'll do the opposite. I'll just get an industrial ship. It has one high slot and I'll put one laser on it and I'll go to sleep. And that's what I did. Again, I thought I was, you know, I thought I was, uh, I thought I had it all figured out, basically. It's funny, always coming back to the keyboard, finding my ship blown up, too. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Hey, what, what's it like working with, um, you know, faction warriors uh, on the Minmatar side of things? Mostly a Shrakan, right? Or yeah, I mean, it's... It's you know like it's it's, um, it's like having any other it, you know it's not anything different from being allied to like goons or anything. Um, whenever there's important ops, we all kind of just ping out to each other and you know we all commit to help when we can. Um, giving a good example, you know, snuffs back in the area, so oh, we all kind of. Um, hmm? What's that mean to you guys? It means get your productions canceled, or if you have any plans um, for starting production, uh, don't do it, and get all your stuff out of the stations, because um, most likely we're not going to be able to save them. That means don't get any industrial processes going, because they will be interrupted and lost by an attack from snuff. Exactly. Yeah. It's almost like a seasonal thing. Well, before it was like once a year. Now it feels like it's three or four times a year where we have to like stop everything and then rebuild. And it's funny. It's like, we're, we're, we're just kind of get to the point where it's like, okay, well let's go ahead and get another one bought and just get everything replaced. They'll, they'll be back in two months or something. So they're, they're more like weather to be put up with, not to be resisted. Exactly. Yeah. I think Arcea said Nullsec has, uh, metaliminal storms. Losec has snuff. Yeah. Kind of fun. And it doesn't matter what we do, we can never stop them. And they can't Remember be de- they can't be dealt with diplomatically either, right? We've never really tried. Um 
to be friends with Snuff, so I don't I don't really know. I I know everybody who I'm friends with hates Snuff, and I don't think we would ever want to like negotiate with them. It's like negotiating with terrorists. Yeah, that's something you're gonna do. I I, I think they've um they've really turned on so they've really broken so many contracts. Like at this point, I don't see anybody really negotiating with them anymore. They're literally just safe because they um do not go into deep waters of nullsec or ever risk too much that's their safety and and then they just punch down to just about everybody else i haven't seen them take on any fights that have been uh close in a while they have um there was one Ooh, fight mm -hmm. but well there was one battle back uh two years ago where everybody well, okay, in that's the, that's the not Mari... a while but but two years ago what happened <laughs> well, uh, yeah, but um, you know, everybody in the faction warfare, Amar and Mimitar Space Allied, and there were some other low set corporations that were going to take them on, and they came in with a whole bunch of like titans and faxes, and as, and as far as the numbers go, I mean, they were pretty um, comparable to what we had, but just a lot of logi, so we couldn't obviously beat them, but they took the fight. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Uh that that was pretty exciting i mean it's always nice we've had some occasions and i think this is what ccp says to small guys right it's like hey group up and help each other out and then you can resist the storm as it comes and we saw that happen in wicked creek with um you remember that group ebola i remember the name yeah they were an alliance that uh came into wicked creek and wicked creek at the time was um, that was just kind of a lot of little uh, groups in and around there. And what Ebola would do, they made a mistake. See, when you go into an area and you want to conquer it for whatever reason, is you conquer, you act like you're not dangerous and you conquer one at a time. And when the people complain that you're conquering, you say, oh, no, no, it was a misunderstanding. And you placate everybody else so you don't upset the balance of the area and you slowly eliminate them one at a time until you conquer most of them. But uh, what they did is they came in and they made a huge pronouncement that they were going to subjugate the whole region. So the whole region said, we don't want to be subjugated. Let's get together and fight them off. And so they actually grouped up early on and were able to repel and defend themselves from this Ebola group. And they defeated them and actually broke them up. So it was so, kind of like, you know, the good guys win in that sense, the little guy. Well, in that case, I mean, kind of look at when, uh, well, they were, yeah, when when pre-Imperium, when they were up north and wanted to put in the Viceroy program prior to the First World War B, you know, and that the Losec folk uh, kind of teamed up together to say no, and they were pretty successful at it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Beta Solo says you described World War B, or what is it, World War B2, I guess is what you meant? WW2? No, World War II. Oh, never mind. Yeah, something else. Um, yeah, anyway, back to mining. Let's let's talk to people who aren't like as good as you are yet at mining, but they kind of are interested in this area. Is there like some tips that you guys would give newer players when you're starting out, some, some things to avoid even, or some things to make sure you do? For some, for some of the newer folk, um, especially... You know, the, if they're in that path and want that exhumer, um, 
you know, I personally am a big fan of the Mackinac. And the reason being is you can fit a respectable tank on it. And it has that huge cargo or excuse me, ore hold 35,000 M3. So you don't have to run back and forth as often and you don't have to jet cam. So that that's kind of the one I, I lean toward. Right, you can't. But you know, I guess I guess the, the advice part of that, and again, personal preference. Some of the folks want to slap as many mining laser upgrades on there as they can, and that's gonna gimp your tank pretty hard. So, you know, your play style, your choice. Uh, but you know, you're still looking at an outfitted Mac is still gonna run you about two fifty. So roll the dice, take your chances. Um, I kind of agree with that too. You know, like Macs are good. It's usually better to fit tank over mining yield. Um, don't ever jet can is another good tip I would give people because that's usually nine times out of ten going to end out bad for you. And another important thing as far as trying to get established as mining is I feel like um, relationships are important. So whenever you're um, starting out early on, just try to find a builder um, you can build a relationship with and um, get a good uh, relationship built with them. Sometimes even sell them cheaper than normal so they can kind of exclusively buy from you. And if the time ever comes, you know, do favors for them so they would do favors for you. Say, for example, you know, you lose your retriever um, nine times out of ten. If you your friend who you've been helping out for a long time hey uh i need to um get a retriever built you mind building it for me for free usually they'll build that for you for free so i think you know relationships are important um and just try to you just uh you know just <laughs> try to um join a very respectable corporation as well that can kind of help you um with your mining giving you boost giving you hauling and all that stuff so you can obviously enjoy the activity versus just being by yourself yeah what do you think of uh corporate help in terms of like buyback programs are there any things you should be aware of look for as a good thing look out for as a bad thing when it comes to corporations that that you may not know very well when you join them? I mean, most definitely when you join a corporation, like always kind of, you know, be careful whenever you are working with, don't settle for very like bad returns for yourself. Like say for example, if a corpse, like, Hey, if we, if you give us this ore, we'll pay you back once we produce all the ships. Like I've, I've known a couple corporations that would get like the supply chain where they would get all this ore from their players. And then once they would, fill out a whole contract um, with somebody, then they would pay them off a tip or a split percentage. Um, that's not usually a good idea. So I would say like, you know, just, just, just be mindful where your money's going. And then uh, two, yeah, buyback programs are awesome because they give you pretty much some, inst you know, instant money. Uh, what I did early on is I liked having fast cash. I didn't really like sitting on my ore. So I would try to look for anybody who would buy it for a reasonably priced really quick. And um, as a newbie miner, you, you know, that income that you're getting could assist you with getting an upgrade or getting a skill book and get you fast-tracked a lot more faster. Right. So, so I would add, I would add if you're looking to oh, join Rundle. a corp. Yeah, it's Rundle. Hey, I jumped in here. 
um, you know, try and have it like a dual role on a mining op, right? Uh, there's the Galante uh, industrial ship that has got the special specialized cargo hold for ore. Uh, the I always screw this name up. The Miasmos. Um, <laughs> and for yeah, for example, and so if you're on a small mining op and that orca is is filling up, then be the guy who's going to jump into that ship and move and and offload the orca and then come back to your retriever or something. Um, you're not likely if you're a solo player, you know, you're not likely to belly up to some other orca and say, hey, I'll haul your ore for you because that's you know a little bit too much risk. You could just fly off with a uh, you know a, an industrial full of ore but certainly if you're joining a corp be prepared it's a super simple easy skill to get um it's fast to get and uh you know maybe the ship and the ship isn't super expensive either so you know think about dual roles think about having opportunity to if you're in an orca pop into an interceptor and kill rats uh it takes a long time for uh for ships to to target those rats in the belts and um you know, pull drones in and do all that other fun stuff. Sometimes it's even faster if you're just, uh, you know, 500 meters behind that orca to load a frigate and target the things and kill them and then pop back and get to mining. Like, think about dual roles. Don't just think, I'm just here to mine. That will I, help you. Brings up a really good point there, because uh, I had mentioned earlier how I'll roll out to a belt with an orca and four Mackinaws following it. In one of the nice things about the uh, uh, ship maintenance bay in the Orca is it's not restricted just to industrial ships. So I've almost always got a rail catalyst in there just for one of my miners to any miner that I'm flying with can hop in there, grab that, switch ships, whack some rats, and get out. I'll also generally have a demos in there for, you know, dealing with the odd uh, gank attempts. Yeah, the uh, this the, this industrial ship, uh, you know, um, can sit inside the orca as well. And so what I do is I fly the industrial ship up. Um, I fly uh, usually two pilots. One's in the orca. I jo uh, jump into a hulk, and then I drink uh, drop this miasmus in and pull a retriever out. And so that retriever pilot is while I'm sitting there and letting the the high yield uh, hulk and orca do its thing. Um, when it starts getting full, I just swap this kind of lower skill, um, you know, retriever pilot back into the industrial and I, I empty the, the orca and I just kind of keep moving through belts or whatever it is I'm doing. Uh, now I'm doing that myself, but if someone wanted to join my corp, for example, um, and said, Hey, I can do that for you. And, you know, they would do that running. That's a great second way to do that. We, we used to always, and I still do, if you got somebody like you just mentioned, a newer player that well, early on they'd roll out there and then hit on three or a badger. And if they were the hauler for the mining op, we'd tip them yep. you know, straight up. And I still do that to this day when, you know, a new, newer player's out there and he's like, you know, I'll run your stuff in. You know, heck yeah. yeah. I'll throw some mist at him. Super important in ice mining ops if you happen to get in on a corp that's doing that because well, that stuff takes a lot of space. All right. So, um, so we heard recently uh, Ritati talking about how there are going to be some changes to not only the orca, which we knew would come. They needed to kind of nerf that back. Sorry, Con. I don't know if that hurts your feelings or anything, but um, no, not even. Uh, good. 
and it, it hurts my feelings because I just bought an Orca like a few days ago or whenever. Dang it. You didn't buy it from me. I make those damn things. Do you, I, you know, I just. I, I could have cut you a deal, man. I, I, I'll buy more. Even, the, even if they get nerfed, I'll buy more. So the, the idea was that the, the Orca is going to get some kind of a change. And so is the Roracle. So what we found out is maybe move them more towards a boosting. We talked about this a little earlier. More of a boosting personality, a, 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 you know, a mining director. Uh, role as opposed to um, a self-sufficient vessel. So if that happens, um, do you expect to see something happening on the on the side of boosting? And is being a mining chief going to be pretty cool in the future compared to what it is I wanna, now? I'm not sure. I know when, when they did the um, – sorry for stepping on you there, man. But when, the, when they wanted the Rourke – out of the POS where it sat safely to give boosts. So in other words, off-grid boosting was going away. They had to do something to entice people to put that level of expense in a belt. So I think that was why they originally made it so powerful out there between the invulnerability, the, you know, the panic module and then the excavator drones would just shred an area of, of ore. So I get why they did that. And they're slowly walking it back where the next step is really has me curious. Um, I don't even have a good guess at this point, but I would not be surprised on the Orca side. If they do something to limit the Orca's ability to use mining drones Pure speculation on my part, so nobody, nobody shoot me. But I, I've overheard on a number of cases where you know somebody rolls out there with ten orcas and each throwing out five mining drones, and then walk away, and they don't like that. So we'll see. Any thoughts from you guys? Do you think being a mining director is going to be an interesting role in the future, or do you think it'll just be an alt again? Uh, I don't know. I think it'll be a little bit of the same or what it was before they became oppressive. Um, one thing I do think that the Orca needs is a better way of keeping the fleet members alive. Um, I'm hoping that they, I don't think they will, uh, but if they were to release maybe like some type of downgraded similar panic module for, uh, you know, the people in the fleet, that would give people a little, little bit more incentive to fly workers. Um, but that's just me. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think mining means you become a mining director on a career path because it's, there's some slightly different skills. And if you're maxing your skills for mining and being able to use all the T2 crystals and then refining, and that's probably the path you're going to take. It's fly, fly the ships that get the ore make sure I can use all the crystals and then make sure that I can do all the refining. That's for me, the more normal path. And then all the leadership skills for mining director is, is usually a secondary character. You probably would not put that um, on your main mining character because then you handcuff them into an orca or something when you really want them in the Hulk or something else using the variety of crystals to maximize your, your extraction of ore. So I, I think just by the nature of how they've already split it up, your mining directors are always going to be an alt anyways on a second account. Now, if I were CCP and I were looking at that, I would be like, 
how can we make mining director an actual playable thing? Because that's, you know, you have fleet commanders. They're indispensable to combat. They're tactical chiefs. Uh, they're coordinators. They're also uh, creators of content. Um, maybe you don't need an, an FC for a mining op necessarily. Um, but if there was some kind of active gameplay they could put into mining director, I think it would be a little more interesting because I don't see them going back to what they had before. And uh, they're clearly not going to stay where they are now. So what could they do? I think that's a great question. Uh, I think the only way you can adapt that would be to adapt or alter the actual gameplay when you're sitting in the ship. Being in an orca is a pretty slow-mo thing. It takes forever to target uh, NPCs. It takes forever to target players. It takes forever to target anything. Like They're slow. Um, Everything that happens is slow. If you were to change and adapt just fundamental how that ship is used, um, it, it gave it faster locking abilities, maybe uh, add some weapons or, you know, give that, like you said, that FC that in combat is so critical and is actually has a role of moving people around. If that Orca could be more active and proactive in defense of the fleet, active and proactive in directing the mining of go to this rock, go to this rock, go to that rock Mm -hmm. and be more proactive in the ebb and flow of what the fleet is doing. Then I think people would be naturally drawn to, I'm actually controlling this whole fleet and defending it as an active participant. Um, But it's a pretty passive thing. And like I said, it's pretty slow-mo. You don't do much other than make sure that the fleet hold doesn't stay, uh, you know, doesn't fill up. You move it to the other areas and you make sure that uh, the defense elements are there. You either pre-lock the other miners and if NPCs come around or a ganking squad, then you just pray that you can get things set up fast enough um, and pull in your drones if you're using mining drones. If you're that worried, you just send out your combat drones and pre-assign them to protect some targets and then sit back and move ore. That's all you do is move ore. (laughs) Uh, it's pretty low. It's pretty low um, activity. Well, I do like the idea of uh, the orchestration role that uh, I would I would think of in terms of uh, logistics. Right, they're orchestrating even amongst each other. They're orchestrating repairs, distributing them properly. You feel like an octopus with like eight limbs, and you're going out and you're grabbing ships and you're saving them. And if if there was something that could be a similar to that with active gameplay active. choices. That might be interesting. It's interesting that uh, some folks think there's not. Uh, prior to the the moon or changes in high sec, um, you know, when we'd have a you know an op there, we would have two or three orcas out there, sometimes four. Each would have no more than five miners assigned to them because to each orca, because that's the maximum uh, an orca can lock. So he would pre-lock his five miners, and in one of the highs, there was a remote shield wrapper. So you had your defense there already set up. Right. And as far as orchestrating what's going on, well, that would use the tag system that's already existing in the game that, you know, letters and numbers hit them in this order. These are the rocks we're going for in this order. I, I did so that. 
can be done. Oh, I did that in high sec. I had an orca and three skiffs and I was doing ice mining and I was ready to go if somebody decided to try to blap one of my skiffs that was out there. And those guys were so fast. I saw them fly up to my Mackinac, I think it was. And before I could find the button to save it, they just blew it up. <laughs> it was like, so not very effective. Possible, but not very effective. But yeah, the target, I'm thinking more in terms of the target calling, uh, the prioritization of, I don't know, uh, asteroids and all that kind of stuff. I don't think they'll do anything of the sort because it takes a lot of programming. But if they wanted to make mining robust, I think that would be pretty cool for a ton of people who might have might have left the game or are are uh, interested in mining or people who um, see that as a promising career in the future. Because right now it's a super passive income unless you uh, well you know really yeah. like it. What if the rocks fought back? Right in, in essence, like yeah, I just say it that way. But like you know, if there was just you know, um, think about when mining happens uh, here in real life, right? There's a lot of wear and tear on the machinery, on the people. They're down. You know, it's not just the crystals and the mining, the, the bits oh, being used. Right. The whole thing is being used. Right? Like an asteroid so, blows up and, it, and, and fragments right. hit your ship There's and destroy all it. all sorts of that. And just, just the process of, of mining and dragging these things to your ship. You know, your ship is slowly taking damage. And so if you're a, a director... Then you know, so that means you have to fit your. If you're a solo player, you have to fit your ships a little bit differently and have, uh, you know, some sort of repair system on board. But if you're a mining director, now you're responsible for not only um, fleet protection from NPCs and and other players, but your job is just what you said that that uh, health management aspects of of your fleet. And so you can become a very busy person if you're managing shields or or uh, armor of three, four, five, six uh, people in your mining fleet. I mean, well, that could be a, a way to, to adapt the game without really, you know, maybe breaking too much. You guys see the expanse and how, how deadly uh, rocks are in space, right? Like, uh, yeah. yeah. So it's pretty interesting. I like the idea of maybe, maybe the Orca becomes uh, a movie projecting ship that puts Netflix up in space so you can stay in game and watch your Netflix. So a lot. <laughs> One thing I um, think CCP might be doing with the resource distribution is now that the nerf for the orcas are coming, I, I don't know, this is just me. I feel like eventually they might increase the yield for the high-sec Velspar rocks, mm -hmm. maybe, hoping, crossing fingers. Because the only reason they had decreased it, I feel like, was just because of the the abundance of orcas in the belts. You know, the lower the M3, the more you have to target and assign drones. But if they were to be nerfed, I feel like it would be a good time to increase the yield of those rocks because there'll be more barges out there at that point. Yeah. The, you know, what ship has come out a lot during this conversation is the porpoise. Uh, tell us what that ship does and, and why miners are interested in it. Well, just uh, one of the guys in, in uh, chat mentioned, uh, you know, he doesn't want his procurer blown up because of an exploding rock. I get that. Uh, so don't, don't get too close and mine more toxic today because that's been oh, that's doing right forever. Yeah. I forgot about that. It, yeah. it, gas also has similar, isn't don't the gas pockets or maybe they used to Doesn't gas also have some sort of negative oh, impact. I kind of think that's true. I'm not qualified to say, uh, I, that sounds familiar. Mercoxic, I think is, it was gas from mercoxic rocks that 
hurt you so it might uh, you know did i don't recall how much damage it was it wasn't terribly impressive but if you were unaware of it it could be uh pretty frightening that alone just that that is so interesting right it adds an element of of risk even if it was a little damage just hearing that that was something that could happen made it more interesting than it than it is now i don't know yeah people are confirming gas does as well so yeah so okay. you know that sort of behavior then you know you're mining directors in these areas that are already having to do that active and so mm. if you want that sort of activity to come to that's to, brilliant to, to a high sec the area of the mechanics right yeah, um, uh, yeah. Let me just say, port- Rundle, you're really on to something here because the the uh, and you guys are all on to this, and that is your mining director becomes the the logistics for your mining fleet that has to go in and bore through these rocks that is very dangerous solo. So it's almost like a skiff would require either a really strong tank or a logistics through a capital ship to protect it while it does its work. That's amazing. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that. So so on the porpoise, um, you know, it's just the mid ground for. Um, you know, between an orca and a, a oracle, so you can have your boost and have a little bit more of a mobile ship. Um, I think it was primarily focused more on wormholes, if I remember correctly, just that so you can move through the the wormhole um, connections without, um, you know, rolling a hole by accident by taking a massive ship by through. <laughs> Stuff like that, as I recall. I, I'm not the porpoise uh, expert by far, but um, I made a few and sold some, if that counts. Uh, porpoises are cool little ships. Um, they're they're like the little brother of orcas. You don't get a ship maintenance bay. Uh, fleet hangers, massively downgraded. The cargo holds, massively downgraded, but you could still fit... Um, I think you can fit two boosters with max tank, and I think it has like 70-ish K of ore. So if you wanted to, with a fleet of barges, uh, you could either like drop your own tractor unit and just have them drop cans, and you can just pick the the uh, ore up from the tractor unit, put it directly into your ore. And it, um, you know, it's it's cheap enough to where if you were to lose it, you could obviously replace it. Versus the orca, it's like almost a billion. No, it's, I think it's over a billion now. You can get a porpoise for seventy mil. I think that's what they, they are. are. So cheap compared. Yeah. Yeah, actually, they're, uh, yeah, let me find it. I had it, I just had it pulled up. Build cost on the, with the mineral changes, current build cost alone in minerals for a porpoise, um, if you have a well researched blueprint, is about 93 million. Yeah. Um, something that Wormy has brought up I thought was really cool, and that is, uh, an or- give Orca explosive decompression that allows them to weaponize their payload. <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> that is awesome. Combine that with the logistics thing. Like, so you, you can defend your fleet against uh, predator players or, and, but you, but your main job is to heal it or protect it from uh, the asteroids that they're boring into. Like that just all works together pretty well. If they could do something like that with some new skills, that would be something else. And in the audience, play. I guess he's got another really good one. Maybe instead of the ship taking damage, that the the mine, the strip miners themselves take some sort of heat damage or secondary damage that the orca does, since overheating isn't available, and uh, you'd have to restrict uh, nano paste. Or maybe nano paste uh, is fine for the solo miner. 
And so you got to, you know, maybe that's another market for, for the nanite, nano paste, nanite paste. I'm yeah. doing a short of it. Yeah. So you're, maybe you're just, slow, you're just slower. Like you're just slower unless you have a mining director that can fire extinguish your butt, you know. Yeah. Get your modules back on track without, uh, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's I just uh, kind of reading the comments in, uh, in chat and a lot of folks and more than once has said, oh, you know, note to self. Uh, you know, space skaters probably joking it halfway, but note to self, sell the Orca before the nerf. Everybody's assuming a nerf on the Orca. It may not be. They could be going the other direction completely on it. So, And we just don't have an idea yet. They're going to change it. If you want to your Orca cheap, give me a call and I'll uh, let you know. <laughs> don't want to put you out of business. They're going to change it. They may actually change it in an interesting way to make it more desirable, and then it goes up in value. Well, but it's not going to be desirable for people who multi-box. So that's that's why people are seeing it as a devalue because those multi-boxers, they're not going to keep them after that or they're not going to use them because they'll just go to the, the next thing, which will probably be the porpoise. So you will see a dip in price because people won't be buying them as much. Well, the people, you know, like, you know, me, for example, they won't be buying them as much because they won't be desirable because – the the main selling point for them was it's easy, yeah. cheap, reliable AFK activity. And once you, even if it's a very amazing buff, once you shift, once you shift it from that role, you know people will go to the next thing, and that price will fluctuate with based off of the need, based off of you know all that other stuff. Well, I I agree that uh, a couple things here. I. Uh, I agree that when you're doing AFK gameplay, people will buy multiples of a ship. So you you may have like you 14 orcas because you can handle that many. And if you change if you transition their role to an active gameplay role, you can't handle that many, or it's not as easy to handle that many. So you will buy less per capita per person. At the same time, when they announced they were going to change the Oracle, it took them two years to adjust it. It's a hard ship to adjust. So. This may not happen for a while. They want to. doesn't mean it's going to happen anytime soon. One thing I want to do real quick is go back to a question I, I left behind. It's just a little fun question for you guys. Can you ask? Uh, this is from uh, Beta Solos. Can you ask, when you're on a mining opt, what's your favorite side game to play? He says Boulder Dash is theirs. Yeah, for me, uh, I, I don't usually play a side game. I usually I, listen to the music. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> Moving ore in that damn uh, orca. Mm-hmm. And out of the Hulk, because you only have uh, like three cycles and your Hulk's full. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, and then the Orca can fill up pretty fast too. So, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't really play any side games. We talked about I'm this. I'm kind of with you on that. I don't side game either. I do do music in the background, same thing. Mostly it's chatting with other, uh, other miners. And, uh, you know, I'm definitely lazier than you. One of the reasons I use a Mackinac. It's got that big uh, ore hold, so I don't have to drag as often. But uh, I'm, I'm such a paranoid still, even after all this time. I I pay attention constantly to what's happening. That's funny. Uh, my side game is Eve, I guess. Yeah, somebody watches talking in stations while they mine. Nice. That's great. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's why we don't play music on this show, so that you can listen to your own music while you listen to us, because we realize you're overlapping us with different things. Um, I do want to go back to, oh, I forgot the question. It was, um, 
Well, no, you, it's uh, let away. Ask a question. Uh, let me ask a question. While yeah, you yeah. Look that up. I was just curious. What there was a comment made last night, and maybe I missed this at the beginning because I was uh, unable to attend right away. But what's the big reason that uh, all the uh, whole so much mining is happening in uh, uh, Mimitar space right now? Like, what's the big draw? Did you answer that earlier on? Uh, we just talked about why uh, Minimitar space was hot, but maybe there's a different angle on it. Astrocon, I'm wondering if you have a. That uh, I honestly don't. Draw? I honestly don't have um, an answer for that. I'm really not too sure. Um, some people may just see it as a gold rush because it's really still a ton of uh, space that people aren't, or systems, excuse me, that people aren't actively mining in, and you can kind of get it all to yourself. Um, or you know, just uh, just the markets are cheap to buy here. I'm thinking that people are just buying it in bulk and then just transporting it to like Jita or Renz because you can buy it out here cheaper. But other than those two things, I'm I'm not really too sure. I wasn't sure if it was because of uh, the balancing and there was something that happened that you know I don't know maybe maybe Tar Space got a little more of something or another. Uh, but if it's just the player ebb and flow, then that makes sense. Yeah, I had the same question. There's something really hot about uh, Minmatar space right now. I'm trying to figure out what it is too, and I don't know. It could be that the militia was just uh, sorry. Edencom was so strong there; they they didn't allow uh, Triglavians to take a lot of systems into Poshvin, and somehow that led to momentum. I'm not sure. That that's very possible. Um, you know, there's just you're also far enough from. The major trade routes that it's you're not camped very often either there so you've got uh kind of the best of both worlds fairly empty systems you can resource gather and you've got a, a market that's been slowly growing and getting more robust that's very attractive yeah i think that's the answer actually it's the silk road um, we call it the silk road but it's basically Pashvin interrupting Niarja, which was the connection point between two major trade hubs when that broke it created a silk road a long way around to get to all the trade hubs and i think i remember it might have been Ratati saying something along the lines of they they like the distribution patterns that that created i think i remember hearing that makes sense uh, it sounds like the audience is kind of agreeing with that as well that yeah. kind of zeroing in on which that makes perfect sense. So I appreciate the, the answers. Yeah. yeah. Tech crisis in the chat also pointed out one other thing I forgot to mention was that for, you know, they were so aggressive in defending the Edencom side that in all those Edencom controlled systems, there's mining buffs. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah, I want to say it's 10% to yield. I could be wrong on that. So somebody in chat, correct me if I'm off. Well, um, yeah, and Edencom is very strong in Minmatar space, right? I think that's pretty well known. Arcia was an FC for, uh, is it Electus Matari or Matari Electus? What is it? Electus Matari. Electus Matari, yeah. yeah. Um, and they are, are they faction war or are they just Minmatar role-playing? Some of their organization is still in faction warfare, yeah. Yeah, and so she's an FC for them, but uh, she's also a, uh, one of the lead FCs for Edencom. So there's a close relationship between those two groups. So that's very interesting. I honestly forgot about the mining buff. Yeah, Damlin actually. Oh, you cut out there. Say again. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, I, I forgot all about the mining buff. Um, yeah, Damlin's one of those systems that gets the mining buff as well. 
Right. Not only the mining buff, but think about it. You're in a uh, you're in a shield tank ship, like all the ore ships are, and there's also a ten percent shield bonus. That's right. Yeah. Well, we thank we, you, Rupert, for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah, it's good, good, good stuff from the uh, chat there. There's another thing, though. We looked at um, markets and the monthly economic report, and it really was Jita, like all the way. Like things are still transacting in Jita, and Amar was uh, not any more robust than it used to be. That's the second biggest trade hub. So Amar is really not fulfilled its potential or what we thought would happen when uh Nearsha went away uh, but i i can't remember being impressed by heck or rens or even dodixie that much on the monthly economic report so i don't know does the does the ore make it to the market or are people just using contracts to trade things and just build things off market i think a lot of it's just being sold between contracts and then just sent somewhere else that's amazing. So it's it might be a hot area for industry, but you wouldn't see it reflected in the marketplace because yeah. everything's being traded privately. Next yeah, because yeah, yeah. you don't have to... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, man. Sorry. Uh, all I was just going to say is you don't have to worry about the tax if you directly trade with somebody um, versus putting it on the market. You have to, to worry about the tax whenever you put like a little market transaction on Indo-Dixie or Heck or Inns. You'll have to look at when the, the economic report comes out. There's the, uh, there the, um, there's some of the other elements of the economic report that show the distribution of the movement of of items through space. Does that track ore leaving as well, like being mined? So there's the, the amount of ore taken out of space and the amount of ore mm-hmm. being out of the region too, right? So yeah, maybe there's exports. a correlation there. Yeah, import experts. That's what I said. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe there's a, a correlation there where some of those regions that you're like, hey, you weren't impressed with it, but they might have, you know, in in those areas around there in Mimitar space, have high uh, export values that have jumped up over the last couple of months. Well, that, that wouldn't even account for stuff that stays in system, uh, which would be interesting. But I think, I don't know if there's a measurement for wealth in system. Usually, yeah, it's interesting. We'll have to look at it. Again, yeah, you, what, what we there. hear from players are that that Mimitar space something something really cool is happening there. I'm not sure. Con, I was going to join you, man. I was going to, and I still want to actually fly down and hang out in uh, with the damn fam. <laughs> I still intend to. Hey, man, there's plenty of room. Um, if you want to come on down, we'll get you sorted. Yeah. And uh, one last question, going back all the way to the beginning where we talked about you becoming an industrialist after having a career in faction warfare with the Minmitar, and as an industrialist, still doing your bit to supply them with the minerals they need to build the ships in order to defend their empire. Um, how much do you, how much do you produce? How much quantity do you mine? How much do you give them? How beneficial are you or your group to uh, Minmitar faction war? Well, to Usher Khan, um, since Usher Khan's kind of got a little bit better on their own as far as industry goes, we're not giving them like a like a ton of um, what we mine as much. But there are special projects that we do that we, me personally, um, there are special projects that we do that we just donate to Usher Khan. Um, a few months ago, there was a 
little project that I worked on, basically um, building nine dreadnoughts, and I did that all by myself. Still working on the fittings, but it's just things like that that I personally just picked pick tasks to do, um, and just you know go from there. Damfam's pretty also pretty flexible with its members like we don't force anybody to do something that they want to do so we usually have our own things that we're doing within the group but there are two corporations that also builds and produces ships for Oshirkan that we basically you know also donate or sell to them at a cheaper price um but as far as the militia goes um since everybody kind of does their own thing we're not really helping the overall militia as much mm-hmm. it's more or less just Ushra Khan either by helping in NOLSEC helping in um, CTA we also have uh, you know PVPers that help with stuff um, but mostly like I said just just projects here and there and just supporting um, with PVP now yeah uh, Damalin is pretty close to Amamaki is it is it dangerous dangerous area to be in not really no, Amamaki is not what it used to be back in the day you can pretty much go in and out of there most dates it's not camped and even so you could oh go ahead no please finish i was just gonna say there's always going back door if you wanted to get in uh via osaka amamaki you can go uh via boss burger and um that's through sink sink isn't it I don't know the region, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. It's a really weird region because it's Minmatar space. But uh, you know what? I'll I'll stop talking. Remember when they added connections? Because there used to only be one way in and out of there. But they added, uh, I think there's like three different connection uh, constellations they reconnected. Oh, I don't know, 10, 12, eight Maybe. years ago, somewhere Maybe. in there. They... Let's have a look at the map here because I like this area uh, a lot. It's And it's weird how you get into it. Um, just aren't actually on the Eve Regions universe map still, at least the version I have. That's how <laughs> you're that's how old I still, I still use the, the Eve Regions maps. Yeah, Domlin's up here. We're looking at it color coded by how many belts are in system. You can see where the heavy duty belts are here: twenty six and low sec twenty two over here, and twelve here. So it's kind of a nice area, I guess. You got some ice nearby, um, but this is Amamaki right here, and it's definitely a, a choke point for this uh, triangle. And this triangle is where a lot of faction war happens, but Amamaki is also Pandemic Legion's uh, traditional home. They used to go there to vacation to relax and kill some things in Losec. Um, way back, even before uh, probably the faction war started. But if you go down here, Saint Liaison's connected down here by Seaside, see? And if you yeah, click on that... Which I live just on the other side of that. Yeah, I did uh, not too far. We we're probably neighbors. But you can see you come into... Um, Where'd you come into? You come into here. Oh no, it's gel. You come into gel, this area over here. Yeah. I got killed by Hydra here one time. I was like, man, is that all you do is pick on low sec? Uh, you know, uh, whatever. Egglehen there, that was where I, I don't even remember what year it was, but that's where I built my first carrier. And I was mining in uh, Galente space just on the other side of gel. Mm-hmm. Um, in Erdine and Brybeer. And that's where I did like almost all my mining to get and then produce it. And then I was sneaking the components into Losec because I was terrified to get it to the station so I could build the carrier. Wild. Yeah, so it's it's connected right here. And gel, that's what I was thinking of. So I'm in the wrong area. But gel here used to be a popular, it was like the second most popular system in Sinclair's on behind Odixie. 
because it has a ton of um, agents. You can see all these guys, there's a ton of agents here. So a lot of players that were doing missions, you want to go to those uh, agent heavy or station heavy systems because that's where the agents were that you would get work from. So jail for a long time was a nice place. It had good proximity to a mining colony, which is every shore. And then um, uh, again, you had access to uh, the other side of the gate, which is Minmatar space, which is right here. And I did not realize this, but you were really close to Renz at that point, right? I did not realize how close that was. It's just too dangerous to really do commerce between Amamaki uh, and this whole triangle and Renz. So normally you don't think of this Sinclair connection as a as kind of a, a transit route for commerce. But you could if you wanted to put on some stabs, as we talked about earlier, some warp core stabilizers to keep you from getting tackled. And if you were fast enough, uh, you could maybe go back and forth. But usually only small ships can make it because even if they can't catch you, they can probably blow you up before you can align and warp out. Or you could just fly a I think it's the blockade runners that can fit cloaks, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It doesn't carry very much, but if you're Yes. But that works. Blockade runners I've, and I've actually actually run back and forth through there uh with an Akator, which has yeah. a natural stab of two. Throw two more on it and try the old, you know, scout it obviously, and use the uh, cloak warp trick. Uh and yeah. It's a connection. It's that connection there, that Egmar to Gulamorgo, Gomorgo. That that's new. Gomorgad. Gomorgad, whatever. <laughs> that's new. That one's new, relative new-ish. Uh, relative to ten when years, I, but you were here yeah. before ten years. So. <laughs> that's how, yeah. That's the Eve Regions map I use. Yeah, uh, I I was not living. I lived in Jell near that area, but I also lived in. And nobody cares where I lived, but I, I want to talk about geography of Sinclair But this here is an industrial park. Uh, you can see there's a lot of build stations and a lot of uh, industry to be had here. There's also uh, good mining or fair mining. <clears throat> also, really good access to PI uh, in this Losec pocket here. This is not a pocket, but Losec area. So this was kind of a nice place to build. And then you're really about four or five jumps from a Dodixie, so you could sell your stuff at that market. Or if you wanted to, you could move over to Valor, where faction warfare people shop. And that was uh, something that could be done for a while. But, you know, maybe we should That's talk cool. at some point, talk about EVE Online's uh, regions and talk about, like, what their <clears throat> characteristics are. Because every region has, not everyone, but a lot of them have industrial parks. <clears throat> Actually, I think... Um, uh, Sinclair has two. It has a research park over here. I think there's a research agent here in uh, uh, for core or something. Yeah. And then you're all familiar with Baz Garen lately because there was a Keepstar in there, but no more. That's gone. Um, but yeah. Anyway, guy, I miss I miss high sec and exploring uh, the map and trying to figure out where to do supply lines and industry and and what markets to use and all that kind of stuff. That was fun. All right. You guys uh, have anything else you wanted to discuss while we were here? I didn't think so. Any last-minute questions from the uh, chat? I'm sorry. Yeah, last-minute questions from chat. I'm sorry I missed a few questions. I I meant to go back to them, but uh, there's a few got past me there. But we'll do it again. I think 
let's see, it did a DDS run, uh, DST run in Wildlands. No, that was scary. I I did a DST run. That's that is scary. Uh, I did a DST run, which is a deep space transport through Ranser, because I thought again I had it all figured out, and there was a huge cheap cheap pile of tritanium. And I thought, that is so cheap. That is really cheap. I'm going to uh, buy it all and then I'll take a deep, you know, uh, <laughs> a DST to go and pick it up at downtime. And I got nailed. <laughs> so it was a trap. I, I bet you uh, the pirates of Rancer themselves put the tritanium there to attract me. <laughs> One thing that actually just you you know gave me an idea for um, if there are people who are interested in trading, there's a cool little website that I had uh, used earlier on before mining. I think it was called like Eve Trade or something like that. You can search it on Google, but basically, if you type in um, on the website, it gives you an option to do um, region to region of trading or you know region. Well, basically, it, it works like this: it shows you um, station to station. Yeah, so there's one for um, when I say station, I'm uh, region. I mean station. So say for example, if you set it up, it, it'll show you. Sorry, you would you would set your starting location. Say for example, if I'm in Rins as Rins, and then it would, you set it up to Jita, it would tell you all the items that you could buy in that system for cheap and take it to Jita and make a profit off of. So kind of like a cool little gameplay is if you have like a character who does hauling, you can go on the website. It allows for inter-region trading and it would show you like commodities or items that you can buy in a certain system and take it to another system to sell it. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is for, for newer players, these are very new players. This is what he's talking about, by the way, it tells you a list of what's for sale and uh, the difference in price between the two places. So a net profit for this item here uh, might be 11 million, um, but the quantity is only one, so you'd have to like shop around. But that is really cool. I can make that a little smaller so it could be seen. Yeah, this. Yeah, this, I, I did that for a while. It's pretty fun. Yeah, that's. I believe that is um, regional, regional market trading, where you buy in one region and you take it to a different region where that item would be more expensive and you sell it there that's you can find that gameplay in like elite dangerous as well i believe but here it's always been here and it's always been kind of cool to do yeah i got the idea from marky dragon when he did a little live stream a little while back and i mean if you do it you know smart i don't want to say smartly that's not the word i'm looking for but if you do it like um um cautiously i guess is the word i'm looking for and you're running your numbers and you're making sure that the items are there and you're checking the price when you get to the locations you can make some decent money um especially when you're moving like high volume items like ammo or materials and um you could set it to dodexy to rins and you could just keep running back and forth yeah arbitrage is a good name that's what it was i think that's what it is i think that's what uh, the regional trading is arbitrage one last thing about that DT DST that I ran through, Deep Space Transport. It's a big ship. It has a big cargo. It's got a big tank. And it's also immune to being uh, tackled. Uh, or it has like, you know, three points or two points or something like that. At least it did a long time ago. So I was thinking that I wouldn't be able to be tackled and it had a big cargo. What I didn't know, and this is how they killed me, 
is that it can easily be bumped. So when pirates saw me uh, on gate, I didn't even have a chance because they rammed me right away. And that was like, uh, totally disrupted my warp path. And so I couldn't get out. And at that point I was a sitting duck. So that's when I learned the lesson of bumping. I hadn't actually ever uh, experienced bumping before, but yeah, it was early on. That's a rough way to learn that. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm still mad at that system. Like I still have a grudge against that system for being bumped. I had no idea what that meant. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I have any good DST stories. I just have a a multi-boxing with a, an Iteron 4 story. I had loaded it with about 1.5 bill worth of stuff and should have been easy little run, um, you know, four systems, but I was multi-boxing and I got caught up on another, um, on another character doing something. I don't even remember what it was, something stupid. And I totally forgot about my, my primary mission, which was moving this one point, whatever billion worth of stuff. And I come back and I'm like, my pod's sitting there and I'm like, what the, what the just happened? I, I'd given them like 15 minutes, probably maximum, and they in 15 minutes they ganked me, just sitting there in space because I decloaked. I'd already I'd already gated through and was sitting on the other side, just sitting there. Adida, <laughs> free kill. <laughs> I've got a funny story too, if we've got time. Um, back in the day, uh, well, I keep saying back in the day. Um, give or take five years ago when um. You know, when I was in Faction Warfare, there was a system called Camella that we were capturing. Um, and my, I had an alternate character that I was bringing in, a uh, Sino inhibitor in. So, you know, uh, this character wasn't in fleet. So I made sure that everybody in the fleet knew, hey, I'm coming in on a neutral uh, hauler. Don't shoot it or whatever. Um, long story short, I bring the hauler to the, um, the uh, what do we call it now? The infrastructure hub. I land it and somebody kills me, and everybody's in the fleet like, "Why'd you kill him? Why'd you kill him? Why'd you kill him?" Comes to we we um, and then sooner afterwards, just to just to get to it, we we ended up getting hot dropped, and I didn't realize it at the time, but the person who actually had killed us was a, a spy, so they were kind of waiting for me to come out there and land with it, and um, they ended up killing the whole fleet. Nobody was able to get away, and they were able to defend the system. So I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> Anyways, that was a spy who was on top of his game at that moment. Yeah, He's like, yeah. not let this happen. Yeah, yeah man. It's... What, one Another last question. Part... If... Oh, Nick, go ahead. A question, a question came out of the chat uh, from Rubicon. Yeah. That's the one I was going to read. Go ahead. Yeah, wanted to know why the price of TRIT hasn't risen higher. Well, initially it did spike. It was in the 810 section uh, per unit where it was down at 4 We've settled to somewhere right now back around five and a quarter, five and a half, depending on where you're at. My personal thought on that is one of two things. A lot more folks in the high sec where TRIT is mined are out there doing it. And between that and folks that are, you know, may have been sitting on quite a bit of it and went, holy crap, I can I can start selling this off now. And those two things together, I think, is why the price has been driven back down some. Yeah, you're, you're, well, yeah, you're paraphrasing, I think, the reason, supply and demand. There, there wasn't a, there wasn't a run on supply and the demand is there, but the supply has risen as well. So the price has actually dropped because 
that's all you can mine in HiSec, more or less. There's a ton of trit coming out of HiSec now. So there's a big supply. Um, and while the demand may have gone up, you know, the supply is equally matched. And so actually overmatched. That's what I think. Well, it's not the only uh, mineral that you can get out of HiSec. Don't, don't well, forget no, the point. Primary one, though, right? So people are when you go to the belts, what's the first thing to be gone, right? All the valley, uh, all yeah. the belts are gone, right? It's the first. It's, it is, the, even though it's not the only thing available, it is the only thing universally available in all of HiSec. Yeah. yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but that I was. No, no, good clarification, brother. Appreciate it. Right. That's my take on it. Yeah. Any, <clears throat> anything else? I'll say, I think we brought this up earlier, but I don't know if we, we really covered it, but have you felt, you're not in NullSec, either one of you guys at mine, and Rundle, I think you're recently back to EVE Online, right? Uh, a couple of years now. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's been a while. So, uh, but you two guys that uh, do mining a lot, you weren't in hot, you weren't in NullSec, so... I imagine blackout didn't really affect you, but the ever since blackout, the scarcity age has that affected you in any way? I I can imagine that your prices have gone up and you're able to sell or more price more pricing and stuff. But I wonder if there's more than just that. I I was not affected adversely by scarcity until the high sec moon ore changes. That's what really because I could no longer get everything I needed where I was at or within a small, you know, area of travel. Um, you know, I'm now granted I'm what, what I had stockpiled, like I'd mentioned yesterday, I'm getting toward the very end of it. So a lot of the high ends, I've got to start, uh, you know, reestablishing my connections with folks in Knoll to see if I'm, I can get any. What have you Con? Um, I, you know, as far as the income goes, how easy it was before, that did affect me because, you know, it's not as profitable as it was to mine the moon ore. And then, you know, belt ores are fine, but um, I've always kind of, let me just write, write it like this. I've always kind of been adapt adaptable ah, with my mining. Um, so I, I've, I was kind of adjusted to having to go out and try other things. And in a lot of ways I used ice mining for a while to supplement my income. So it, and this is an advantage for me because I don't actually have to produce anything. All I have to really do is make sure that my time is, you know, getting its investment as far as my activity that I choose. So, you know, um, I don't feel like the scarcity hurt me as much because if I ever wanted to, I could just go 10 jumps um mine some ice and that's that's 400 mil um so yes in in a way it, it affected me because i you know i can't just sit in the same system and just you know um just farm all day um but no because like uh, as far as activities goes I'm, I'm i've already kind of adapted to mining in low sec i've already got some um things in place to mine in null sec now so i've kind of you know adapted in the long run yeah, but it doesn't sound like it was a a big concern to you guys. Maybe Nick with uh, the 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 moon ore changing. I mean, it was. We lost a lot of people um, that were primarily there for the moon ore. Um, oh, wow. They ended up so being the greatest. Yeah, I mean, Damfam was big back in the day. It, it, yeah. We weren't an actual alliance at the time, 
Mm-hmm. But we had like a whole bunch of corporations that, you know, lived in the system and they took advantage of the the free moon mining activities. But when that all hit the tank, a lot of people left. So we did see a lot of people fall off. But as far as the core members, no, I, I think if anything, we've actually made more money than we were. Sorry, we were before. So it's been good for business, but have the people come back or are they still gone? They're gone. The people that left, they, they took their citadels down and they left. So they were done. And that was the moon mining changes. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a few months afterwards. Yeah. But it got to the point where they, they weren't making enough money to pay for the fuel. So they just took them down and they did something else. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I know that decimated uh, a lot of corporations in wormhole space. Uh, apparently it was really hard on them too. But uh, it sounds like it was hard on you guys as well. Yeah, that was primarily our main source of income for a while was those the moons. And, um, you know, once that got axed, we all had to kind of reconsolidate, figure out which moons are worth having and look at other activities to help with fuel management and all that stuff. But as soon as we kind of got that established, because, you know, one thing about DamFam is we're actually mostly minor, so we're able to to basically get out there in the weeds and do what we need to, to handle things. And we also have like a really great small core collection of builders who, you know, they, they're more than happy to do reactions and build stuff for us. But once we kind of got all that solid consolidation done, where we looked at which moons are worth having, how much were we spending on all this? We were able to continue forward and, uh, you know, keep, keep doing what we needed to do. So you, you looked at your budgets and you were still in the black. So you're like, Okay, let's continue. Yeah, deep in the black. We we were kind of outweighing, was it... So, DamFam was more of like a charity at the start. Mm-hmm. We basically had the moons to help people who didn't have the capability to make money, so we would allow people to mine there for free, you know? But once it got to the point where not only were we not making as much money, but we were actually spending money because nobody was out there mining, yeah, we had to kind of come together that's actually how the alliance got started after the moon mining change had happened we formed the alliance because we needed to create a council create some type of leadership to look at things and we looked at it and we were like yeah man this isn't worth having let's x that off yeah this isn't worth having why do we have this why do we have this alt corporation we never talk with that isn't fueling the structure um and then kind of once we got that we became a little bit more better in the long run hmm I love that. That's good management. I'm going to cut off the stuff's not working. All right. Well, we've gone extra long today, hour 40, but it was uh, well worth it. Uh, I could talk about this for another hour, but um, I guess in the interest of just keeping the shows around hour, hour and a half, uh, we should go. Do uh, you guys have anything uh, you want to say before we take off? No, I, like you, I could talk about this sort of stuff. But to me, this is the heart this is the heartbeat of Eve and is actually fascinating. I really like these sort of things talking about regions, the ebb and flow of, of product, how people can fulfill these different roles that for me, it's not just all about war. I, I love the PVP and the wars aspect, but I, and to me, this is the breadth. We talked about this a little bit last night, how yeah. new players can come in and really make um, impact a little bit of impact and have a diversified gameplay style. I love this topic. So, but yeah, we should stop. Otherwise, I'll egg you on. <laughs> no, Rubicon is too. He's like, keep going. Uh, I've got something that I want to add. Um, if anybody's looking for, you know, moon ores, um, I kind of offered the 
the pathway from Matterall, but we've got um, moons that pop daily that not a lot of people are touching right now. So if you're interested, um, you know, you don't have to be in the Alliance. You don't have to sell to us. Just just go ahead and take advantage of it. You can type it in, D-A-A-D-A-M-M on the search bar. It'll pop up. And um, just head out there. And if you're in local, just say, like, hey, Khan from Talking in Stations, uh, send me this way, and we'll get you set up with um, – station rights and all that stuff that way they oh good so you can use facilities if you if you use the password uh we'll call the password uh, friend of Matterall, or actually in this <laughs> friend of con uh that's in domelin uh which is in hamatar near Rens. d-a-m-m that's what it starts with uh, only thing i want to say is uh some great stuff come out of the chat today some good questions and comments appreciate it guys yeah it's a two-way street it sounds like a trap, LOL. That's pretty funny. Uh, I'm going to make my way out there too, so I'll be hanging out, uh, doing some stuff out there. Uh, what else did I want to say? There was uh, something else. Oh, yeah, some of the usual plugging that we should do. Really, we should do this like every show. But if you guys want uh, to get your news in-game, there is a newspaper that we put out every weekday. Actually, we try to do it every day, but we, we at least get five days a week and then take the weekend off. But sometimes we put a paper out for the weekend. You can get that in-game by using your mail list, which you can find in your mail window. At the bottom left, there's mail lists. If you click on that, there's an add new. You would want to add this word, or these words, uh, TIS News. And if you add that, you'll be able to, uh, to get a newspaper delivered to you every day. It just has a summary of the news. It's a, literally a two-minute read, and you're good. So I want to say that you are watching Talking in Stations. We also have a weekend edition, which is uh, a panel of uh, experts. Khan's one of them. And we talk about the game, uh, the, everything that happened during the week. And um, we review some of the stuff that we talk about during these daily shows. But we also go really deep into details. And we do about two hours, nonstop, really, really dense shows with a ton of information. So check those out. You can find that at talkinginstations.com or better yet, find the podcast edition on uh, Apple Podcasts or um, Spotify. You can find these shows, they're called Newsday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. If you just want to hear this while you're driving around or exercising or doing something like that. Uh, and then there was one last thing. Tomorrow we're starting a new show. It's an it's it's not a daily show, but it's going to be three times a week, and it is essentially an open talk show. Uh, in that there'll be Eve Online talk, and uh, everything around Eve Online, and even a little bit about the financials of uh, the industry itself, the gaming industry, the I should say electronic entertainment industry. But it's a little more open. It's not just pure Eve, pure news. It's more of a discussion group for Europeans because it's going to happen at their prime time. So that'll be in about 12 hours. And uh, then look for that show to go on every three three days a week or so. And the people that will be there will be uh, McLeod, Caleb, and Dr. Spod, uh, those guys. And they'll have games yes they'll talk about metagames they'll talk about metagaming they'll talk about all kinds of things they will talk about the war um uh, both uh mcleod is from the initiative and caleb i don't think he's from goon swarm but he represents their point of view pretty well 
Uh, he's admired them. And Spot is his own man with his own corporation and stuff. But he's familiar with a lot of things, including uh, history and providence and stuff like that. So good guys, smart guys talking about ideas and they'll have guests and everything else. That show will start tomorrow, Friday. And then here's the big announcement. Tomorrow I'm going to record, uh, not at this time, but I will be playing it around this time, an interview with uh, the spy that infiltrated um, Guardians of the Galaxy and became uh, a really deep uh, sleeper agent and was able to really do a lot of damage when she was over there. Uh, so we'll be talking about, uh, we'll be talking with her. I'll probably bring back um, Rich. Rich Richman. Yeah, Rich Richmond. And we'll have, uh, and also, um, I forgot his name, from Test. I want to say Whiskers or Caniscar or something. Caniscar or something, it's so close. Um, but he'll be there too, I believe. So we'll have a discussion about what that operation was like what spying is like, uh, what were some of the most interesting things that happened during that whole infiltration, which took a long time uh, and ended only after the destruction of Guardians of the Galaxy. They were known as Dead Coalition by the time they were destroyed, but yeah. Did you mean gonna... Ashter? Is that what you meant? Uh, the, the person that was... Uh... Yeah, with Rich and I joined, it was, it was uh, Ashter something. No, I can it... see the name. It was, I'll tell you right now, because I should uh, plug it properly. I just wasn't doing it right. It is Kornak. Yeah, Kornak. So he's from Test. He actually ran for CSM a couple of years ago too. So a nice guy will bring him on. And then the spy uh, will come on as well. And her name, just so you guys can look her up, do some work, is uh, Maya. And... Um, yeah, so that'll be interesting. Another spy episode tomorrow on Talking in Stations should be cool. Okay, thanks, guys. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Um, I want to say, Rundle, thanks. And Khan, always good talking to you. You always have such a laid-back um, presentation, Khan, that you make me relax. And I'm one of the most relaxed people you know, in this game. Uh, you know, it's so funny. I'm I'm far from relaxed right now. I, I've kind of calmed down, but at the beginning of the uh, stream, I was a little bit nervous. So you, happy, happy to hear that. Were you freaking out or something? I'm always kind of nervous getting on stream, so I was a little bit, you know, um, anxious, but not really freaking out, no. Don't worry. You'll, in no time, you'll be a, a veteran like Rundle there. Uh, and Nick, thanks for stopping by again. And thank you guys for giving us great questions, great material to work off of. And it's been nice hanging out with you guys. We will see you uh, next time on Talking in Stations.